Hey, good morning, Black people. What's going on? My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Welcome to drboycetv.com, the home for intelligent Black people. Uh, I, I woke up this morning, and uh, I'm still in uh, Baltimore, and I've got a day of work in front of me, but I had to take a moment to share something that really got me going today. <clears throat> um, it was Kobe Bryant. Uh, Mr. Kobe Bryant was on my brain today, and uh, RIP to Kobe. Kobe's a great man, and um, he was a great athlete. And uh, more importantly, was not just that he was a great man and a great athlete, but Kobe Bryant also embodied some principles and values that I think you have to admire. Uh, this brother was uh, extraordinary when he was alive, and unfortunately, Kobe Bryant's uh, life ended sooner than it should have ended, but uh, he left us an amazing legacy as an athlete. And uh, what I wanted to share with you was a video that I saw, and it motivated the hell out of me, and I thought that it might motivate some of you, and it has to do with when Kobe Bryant tried out uh, for the L.A. Clippers. I remember when Kobe was drafted uh, to the NBA. He was just a kid. And uh, a lot of people thought it was crazy to draft a kid, like for anybody to do that. And uh, Kobe obviously proved us wrong. But uh, here's a clip where Kobe is talking to uh, one of those talk shows. I want to say Jimmy Kimmel, but I know it's not Jimmy Kimmel. It's another guy that's just like Jimmy Kimmel. And I'm just going to share this video with you all and uh, and then kind of let you <clears throat> let you know why this video was on my brain. So uh, here it is. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it right now. So here is uh, Mr. Kobe Bryant, and uh, hopefully I can, let me see, you know what, let me uh, stop sharing for one second so I can make sure I get the audio in here uh, so you guys can hear it okay. All right, I assume you can hear it. Let me see here. Let me play it. Give me a yes or no to let me know if you can hear it when I start playing it, okay? All right, here we go. Really good workout with the Clippers. I had a really good workout with the Clippers, and they told me, they said, you know, this is the best workout we've ever seen. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm excited. I'm, like, I'm going to come to L.A. I said, all right, so you're going to draft me? No. No, no. That's what no. makes them the Clippers. Well, I asked them why. I said, I asked them, I said, listen, for me, as, as, a, as, a, as a kid in Philadelphia, you've had, like, the, the horrible winters. You know, I'm excited to come out to L.A. Yeah. Palm trees and all that, right? So I asked them, why wouldn't they draft me? They said, well, we want to turn things around um, with our organization. And we felt like we felt like if we drafted a 17 year old kid, then the city of Los Angeles wouldn't take us seriously. And so they said we can't draft. They always make the best decisions. Oh man, it's, dude, that was like that was so much motivation. I, I had a root. Okay, all right. So what I want to do is I actually want to play that video one more time uh, because I, I I know y'all know y'all probably think I overthink things. I don't know, but I. I'm a deep thinker, and, and there's a couple of points I want to point out in this video because I think it relates to you. And so uh, give me one second. I'm going to play it one more time for those who just came in uh, so we can kind of dissect this for a second. Here we go. We go work out with the Clippers, and they told me, he said, you know, this is the best workout we've ever seen. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm excited. I'm, like, I'm going to come to L.A. I said, all right, so you're going to draft me? No. No, no. That's what no. makes them the Clippers. Well, I asked them why. I said, I asked them, I said, listen, as a, as, a, as a kid in Philadelphia, you've had, like, the, the horrible winters. You know, I'm excited to come out to L.A. and yeah. palm trees and all that, right? So I asked them, why wouldn't they draft me? They said, well, we want to turn things around um, with our organization. And we felt like we felt like if we drafted a 17-year-old kid, then the city of Los Angeles wouldn't take us seriously. And so they said, we can't draft you. They always make the best decisions. Oh, man, it's good. All right. All right. 
So I hope you guys were able to hear it okay. It looks like I saw a few yeses. So let me just kind of give you a quick breakdown on this. Hit the, hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done it yet. Please hit the, the thumbs up button. Um, so first of all, let me just say this. Uh, obviously, it's hilarious that uh, that the Clippers had a chance to draft Kobe and they didn't. And they 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 saw everything. I mean, God put it right in front of them. He, you know, he showed them how great this kid is, how great he was going to be. They said it was the best workout they've ever seen. But they didn't make the investment. They didn't want to take the gamble on, on a 17-year-old kid. And uh, why they made that decision, I don't know. But the Clippers aren't known for making great decisions anyway. That's why that was so funny for him to say that. Uh, but with that said, one of the things that I re- that made, this made me think about, and this is something that I wanted to share with you, is that this video, in my view, shows you, look, if Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant can be rejected, one of the greatest basketball players in the history of the world, if Kobe Bryant can be rejected, then why are you so distressed when you get rejected? Uh, you know, if, if Kobe Bryant, this guy who goes on and does these amazing things, who dominates grown men on the basketball court, could be rejected, what makes you think that you're going to be able to be successful without having to experience the disappointment of rejection in your own life? Uh, you know, they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. But one of the things I found is that the road to heaven is paved through the road to hell. That if you want to get to heaven, that's on the other side of your hell. That's on the other side of your fear. It's on the other side of your limitations. It's on the other side of of rejection. It's on the other side of haterology. It's on the other side of all kinds of pain that you might have to endure in order to get access to your heaven. Now, I hope that you get access to your heaven without going through any pain. I hope that it's easy for you. I hope that you get to be the guy who, you know, becomes an Olympic champion while eating donuts every day. That's what a lot of people think. You know what I'm talking about? A lot of people think. They're going to get the big reward without going through the big sacrifice. Uh, and, and then when others get the big reward, they, they just sit back and they get jealous and mad and they talk down and whatever. Right. Because they didn't want to make the sacrifice that some of us made in order to get to where you want to get to. But I'm just telling you that your heaven lies on the other side of your hell. And the other thing about rejection is really interesting. And I said this to my brother when he was 14, 15 years old. When we were talking about girls and I, I would talk to my brother for hours and hours on the phone. Uh, you know, I changed his diapers when he was a baby. and He works with me in business. He's one of my most important business partners. And uh, one of the things I told him was I said, look, if a girl rejects you, do not internalize the rejection. Do not internalize because that's what happens. Anybody tell me if you know what I'm talking about, where somebody rejects you. And because you don't know who you are yet you're seeking validation from others, right? When others say, oh, that was so good. Good job. Way to go. I was, I loved it, right? Then you feel good. You're like, oh, it must be good because everybody's saying that it's good, right? And it may be two really stupid people make, you know, throwing out their opinion, but you think that because others are saying that it's, that it's, that whatever you did was good, that it must be good, right? Because, it, it, you know, human beings, that's what we do. We seek validation. We feed off that from other places, especially if you don't know who you are, right? And so, so uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, you go through situations where, uh, you know, sometimes the, the negative words come out and then you start uh, internalizing that and you start thinking, gosh, well, maybe I'm not good enough. Or, you know, and it tends to happen with people who just don't know who they are, who don't know how great they are. Right. Uh, and uh, and it, I mean, I'll tell you what, even doing what I do to this day, uh, sometimes I have to turn off comments, you know, online. Like I turn off comments. I don't watch any videos where people are talking crazy, because my goal is to make sure I never internalize any of that nonsense. Uh, I will hear a valid critique, but I'm not going to sit here and listen to you, you know, try to act like uh, I'm not good at what I do or that I don't understand finance or that whatever, or that my PhD is not valid because I know who I am. I know, I know what I am. I don't, I don't 
care about that, right? Uh, but it took time to get to that point. It took time to get to that point. So what I want to do is is help you understand that uh, this Kobe video to me was special because it shows that you should not internalize rejection. Uh, maybe rejection could be a valid critique to say, okay, I got to work on a couple things. Uh, it doesn't mean that you're not worthy. Uh, all of us get rejected. Um, a lot of us have been rejected from relationships, maybe where we treated somebody right and they still told us to kick, you know, they still kicked us to the curb. Well, if you're, if you're a good person, then you'll find somebody who can see the value in what you bring to the table. Uh, we've been rejected from jobs. Well, sometimes you get rejected from a job because God wants you to start your own business. Sometimes you got rejected from that job because you're not meant to be in a job. Sometimes you got rejected from that job because you're not, uh, you're not fit for slavery, right? You're meant to be the boss, not, not the employee, right? Some of us are bad employees. I know I am. I get fired. I've been fired from many jobs. Um, you know, you might get rejected from a school. I remember applying to different PhD programs and I had straight A's and I remember getting rejected from different schools. That didn't mean I was stupid. That just meant that they wanted something different. That's okay. Uh, you know, and the list goes on and on and on. So what I want to say is that, uh, one of the keys to success that I've noticed is, um, that, People's successful people tend to know how to process rejection in a way that doesn't in any way undermine their motivation. They either use the rejection to fuel them, to motivate them even more, uh, which which is beneficial. But but sometimes you got to be careful about that, too. You can't spend your whole life trying to prove one person wrong. Who the hell is that person? They Just because they didn't see how great you were going to be or just because they didn't see you as worthy of being in a relationship with. That doesn't mean that, that that their opinion means anything, right? So so even that, that idea of saying, I'm going to prove them wrong, like Michael Jordan, that's what fueled him. His whole life, he was like, I'm going to prove the people wrong who rejected me from the 10th grade basketball team. Well, they figured out. By the time he got to North Carolina, he was player of the year. They probably said, dang, that was a mistake. We should have took that dude. And then they moved on with their lives, right? So, so sometimes carrying that baggage, even if it motivates you, it, it helps you succeed, but it can also be damaging to your soul, right? So what I've learned is that there's a tremendous amount of power in forgiveness. Uh, forgiveness is a superpower that a lot of people overlook. Uh, I, for, you know, when you tell me I'm not good enough or you reject me when I know I could have benefited you, when you tell me you don't want to work with me, when I'm sitting here thinking about all the ways I could have helped you become more successful, uh, it, it's like they, they say in the Bible, forgive them for they know not what they do. Uh, I forgive you because maybe you just don't see the same thing I see. Uh, I, I forgive you because maybe the vision isn't built out yet and you need it. To, you need to see it with a little more clarity before you can get on board. Uh, I forgive you because some people are afraid to take those chances or maybe some people just, um, you know, maybe they just make bad decisions. Like a lot of times in relationships, I, I don't know if anybody's ever gone through that, where you were in a relationship with somebody where you knew you were going to be good for them. And because they had their own hangups, their own issues, their own baggage, they were unable to even appreciate what you are bringing to the table, right? Right. So, so they dump you and go chase chase a bunch of losers, and you're sitting there thinking, why are you chasing losers when you could have had me, right? But some people aren't ready for that. Some people's uh, visions are at different levels, and so I just wanted to uh, share that video of Kobe because uh, I don't know about y'all, but it, but it really got me going today. I saw it and I said, man, how could they reject a Kobe Bryant? But I'm telling you, everybody gets rejected. And uh, I would find a way to process rejection in a way where it benefits you or at the very least, it does not. It's not something you ever internalize, because if, if you're worthy and you keep working and you keep getting better and uh, and you have a true purpose, 
you'll eventually get there. And then all those people who rejected you along the way are going to look back and say, damn, okay, I missed something there. I didn't see something right there. Uh, and, and, and you don't want to go through life with that bitterness toward those who rejected you, because when you have that bitterness toward those who rejected you, it's probably because deep down, maybe you feel that you were inadequate in certain ways. That's why people do weird things like they, they, they get big egos or they go out of their way to prove one person wrong, even though that person had moved on, they ain't even thinking about you no more, but you're still thinking about them because deep down their rejection was nothing more in your mind than a confirmation that maybe you weren't good enough in the first place. Well, you are good enough. You are good enough and you're you're as good enough as you make yourself into. Right. I believe deeply that to some extent you are what you do as well. Right. If you're putting in the work uh, and you're hustling and you're grinding and you're getting better and you're pouring in the time, then then you're going to be good enough to do whatever you want to do. You're going to be able to build out the vision. And when the vision is built, people will see it. When I first got started, a lot of people rejected me. They still do. I still get rejected, but not as much as I did back then. Back then, everybody rejected me. And uh, and I just said, you know what? I know that I'm good enough. I know that um, I'm one of the best in the world at what I do. I know that as soon as the world sees how clear I can lay out, you know, this economic stuff that I, a lot of people going to jump on that bandwagon. Uh, I knew that one day uh, that my, my name would mean something to people. And that's what I believed in. It was like, it was like the mother who loves the ugly little baby that nobody wants. Right. And, uh, and I said, but I'm going I'm to cradle this baby. I'm going to take care of it. And I'm going to grow this baby up into a big, strong man. And guess what? We're going to go out here and we're going to do some things. So do not feel like rejection is about you. It's really more about them right? It's more about them. And then at that point, you sit down, you walk away, you process the, the rejection in a healthy way. Then you get back to doing the work. That's where great people come from. So I want you to go out and be great. So everybody type greatness in the chat. Uh, you know, if you're committed to greatness today, uh, that's my conversation for a Sunday morning. I just thought I would share that with you because I woke up and I'm always looking for things to get me going. And I was, I saw that video of Kobe and I said, okay, Kobe. All right. So you, 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 you said something good today and I put it on my Instagram. My Instagram is the real boys Watkins. So feel free to follow me on Instagram. And I do have a life class that has a lot of motivational stuff and not just motivation, but actual specific instructions on how to be a high achiever. And uh, actually right now I decided to make it totally free in the black business school. And so the URL is black keys to greatness.com. Uh, it's right there on the screen. And uh, also in case you don't know, we do have a social media platform called black enough, which is, uh, um, basically, to me, it's better than Facebook because it's all black and you can find out where people live near you and in, engage and there's no censorship. So feel free to go to blackenough.com also. So I'm showing that on my shirt. All right, guys, let me get back to work. Uh, I love you. I hope you have a great day. Please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button uh, on your way out the door, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Peace. <laughs>